Archers, attack! You're listening to TBKBC, the finest in Azerothian public access. Now, here is your morning programming. Hello everyone, and welcome to the 171st meeting of the Azerithian Department of Natural Resources, Stormwind City, and Greater Elwynian County. As always, I'm your host and treasurer, Edward Grimble, and I'm joined in the studio today by two of my colleagues. Boys, take it away. Well, thank you for inviting me here today. I am Dr. Scott Crowden of the Dalaran University's Fisheries and Wildlife Department, where, you know, former mages such as myself who, you know, want to explore different professions within the world of Azeroth. And, you know, I... I Understandable. Yeah, lately I've been... my And my team and our mostly postgraduate mages... Are, have been traveling Azeroth, um, uh, examining different ecosystems. And actually, I, I ran into this uh, this fellow over here uh, on our trip to Najatar very recently. Hey, everybody. I'm, uh, I'm Riley Ripple. I'm a land acquisition agent, and I chop wood in Red Ridge Mountains. How's it going? Well, hello, gentlemen. It's very nice to have you in the studio today. As you can see, I'm deeply enthralled. Now, Riley, tell me a bit more about the lumber situation in the Red Ridge Mountain area. I've noticed that there's been quite a difference in this last fiscal quarter. Yeah, you could say woods, you know, at an all-time low at this point. We, uh... We've been chopping it down, and there's there's these big spiders that keep running out and chasing us. I really I really think we're messing with the land here because we, there's just a lot of spiders. No one should have oh dear this many spiders. Arachnids certainly are a daily threat to life over there in Red Ridge. Now you're you're mentioning that the lumber industry has taken quite a hit. Have there been any talks of bringing in some druids to, I don't know, just make more trees? It was mentioned, but, you know, we don't really trust druids in these parts. Because I'm pretty sure they have something to do with the spiders. You know, that's that's very fair. I, I would say that in, in my research so far, you know, I'd say druids, mages, shamans... All, all of all of these different types of professions around the world of Azeroth have actually, you know, had quite a distinct presence of uh, destroying the ecosystems, in particular, like these spiders. You know, even even on Mechagon when we were there visiting, there were mechanical spiders, and that's a whole nother story. And they were like messing up a bunch of different ecosystems. What are the trees like out there, though? Are they good for chopping? Yes, I have yet to venture to the mechanical island of Mechagon 
Dr. Scott, can you please give us a report on the local flora and fauna you saw during your time on the island? Yeah, yes, of course. So, you know, it's, it's pretty hostile territory, so we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time there. And actually, unfortunately, my colleagues and I were shuffled into a cave below the city where we were forced to fight with other members of the island. And, you know, I'm not, I'm tempted to say that a lot of these mechanical creatures on this island are not treating the island with the proper ecological respect that it deserves. You know, that's a common problem in this society. And I really think we could fix this by cutting down more trees. You thought about that? Well, no. Are you sure? You, you, you know? That's, that's an interesting solution. If anything, I would feel like we would need a higher amount of foliage. What with big dragons coming out of the ground, and if, if you'll notice this graph behind me, Approximately 27.8% of Azeroth's foliage has been disrupted in the last 10 years due to uh, large draconic emergences. But you're saying that the solution is in fact to deplete the resources? Well, if we deplete them, then Redbridge can have more logs for me to cut in half. And thus, business for Redbridge would be looking pretty okay, you know? Doesn't that add up at all? I think that kind of adds up a little bit, right? You know, Riley, I would say that it's not all about your personal monetary gain here, and I think that's been a, a common theme of problem here on Azeroth. You know, we I was traveling through the the Stor Stormsong Valley area, in particular up by Seeker's Vista, and there are some very, very greedy goblins there, you know? They, they're they causing oil slicks with their giant mechanical robots. You know, my colleagues and I spent probably a solid month and a half just trying to clean oil off these poor seagulls. Oh dear, well that's a dangerous endeavor. I. I'm going to give my congrats to you and the team, Dr. Scott. Uh, I know how dangerous those seagulls can get. Well, not personally. I, my days of paladin dungeon leading are far behind me, but uh, it's, it's quite, a, quite a desperate endeavor down there. Uh, Mr. Gumbles, I'm going to keep changing my voice until I find the right one. Um... You know, that's okay. <laughs> Normally I would think that's strange of a resident of Azeroth, but seeing as you are some sort of mechanical creature here, uh, makes sense your voice box changes. Uh, please continue. Yeah, I actually haven't clarified that. I'm actually a mechanome. Oh, I'm so sorry. Was that your big character reveal shit? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I, uh, I really, I really don't, I really wasn't gonna address it because I don't, I don't think it's important what the the content of somebody's skin is created of, you know, for the viewers who, you know. Well, well I I'm hope a I drain I Would you have imagined that with this voice? It's wild. No, I wouldn't. That's I wouldn't what I have, am. But... Seven foot two, three hundred pounds, fucking svelte as shit. And here I am. Well, Riley, I hope I didn't say anything offensive about your homeland there a minute ago. You act like I don't come from there, cutting, cutting down... Did you did you not know he was from there? Did you think it was a robotic gnome from somewhere else? 
you know, I, I, I didn't want to, like, ruin his reveal. I, I kind of already did when I implied that I picked him up on the way from the uh, Mechagon to Najatar to now we are in the Greater Stormwind area here. But, you know, I wasn't sure that he was ready to reveal that information to the public, aka the public radio here. Mal. I fully understand. Oh, oh dear, he was going off there. Now, Mr. Mr. Gumbles, it was. What, what about your research? What are you doing out here? Are you, are you remixed to the Gigius boss fight? <laughs> What's going on there? But yes, I will elaborate. You see, my area of expertise is on animal relations, specifically here in the greater Elwinian County. I have noticed a higher amount of wild bovine walking around the greater Stormwind area. Now, this is distressing to me because not only are bovine not natural to the area, typically domestic animals, but also I've noticed a high amount of them hanging out with the uh, local cut purses and ne'er-do-wells, and I f worry that this will both have an ecological effect as well as a monetary effect when the citizens of Gold Ridge are being held up by cut purse cows. You know what is interesting to me? I feel like, you know, the the swell in population of these is, might be due to the fact that, like, you know, back in the day, like, when I was first training as a, as a young and upcoming mage before, obviously, I changed my career paths, you know, circa 2004, I was, like, I, you know, I was, you know, grow, growing my skills in this forest, and I would just, like, you know, basically cast any spell on any animal or being in any area to just grind a little bit of experience and knowledge of my spellcraft, so... Maybe, maybe these new new adventurers just don't have the same grind, if you know what I mean. I'm so sorry, did you say that you beat up animals for money? Is that what you just said? That's kind of fucked up. Dr. Scott, I, I understand that you're, uh, you have some unethical meth methods here. Uh, that's illegal. Listen. Well, I, could, I could send you to the pokey. Oh, hold on. I'm, I'm dialing in my big rotary phone, GHC, right now. But continue, is rude of me to interrupt. <laughs> no, I was just going to say I'm, a, I'm quite a reformed professor here. I have personally not cast a spell in the last 15 years. He's, he's like an old Victrola, that one. It's, things, are, things are never slow here on the Azerithian Department of Natural Resources public broadcast. But I feel like there is one thing that we need to address here, and this is not just a Elwyn Forest or Stormwind or even Eastern Kingdoms uh, issue, but I feel like a lot of people are just ignoring the fact that the planet currently has a giant sword sticking out of the Silvithus Desert, and I am worried about the long-lasting effects on this planet. You know, I did notice that sword when I was... <laughs> Yeah, I, I see you've turned off your robotic voice. Ah, uh, that's more than fair. It was, a, it was a little difficult on my, my little ears. Do we have ears? Uh. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> I, I need some sort of anthropological expert here. Do the Draenei have ears? Yes, they do, but I'm not 100% sure that the ears are actually the sound-capturing devices. It might be your little face tentacles, for all I know. Yeah, I wish I knew, Ben, uh... A, a Trinai all 9,000 years of my life. 
Never really looked in a mirror. I also thought I deactivated my Picano modular voice, uh, like, three voice lines ago. <laughs> I didn't realize I had it still on. You know, it must be very taxing on your vocal cords. It's also very taxing on the Draenei ears, <laughs> as shown here. Yeah, I was, I was in real agony, friend. I, I was gonna have to excuse myself to the big boy's room to clean up all this blood that was pouring out of whatever my hearing orifice is. Okay, now wait a minute. We have to get back to brass tacks. The statue. No. Is that a, is that a mecha, mechanome joke? Because <laughs> he's a brass? Oh, wow. Is everything a joke to you now? Huh? Huh? Is, it, is that it? My wife, Beatrice, did say I had to bring some more humor to the office. She said I'm a real gut buster. You should give us your best gut busting joke, then. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> An Elwinian mare walks into a North Randian drinking hole. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That was the joke. <laughs> if, you had, if, you, if, you had, if you had done your studying, you know that they would never visit the freshwater drinking holes featured in Northrend. It really, I'm sorry, I had to hold it in. I was almost in stitches there. I'll, I'll be sure to send Beatrice some mail saying what a good joke you told today. Thank you. Okay, so how do we, how do we get rid of this big sword sticking out of the planner? You know, I feel like the sword is big enough that, um, Riley, you, if you were really, really interested in deforestation, I feel like a sword this giant could probably chop down more than one tree at once. Oh, I thought you were going to say I could cut this thing down like a big tree. And I think I could probably cut it down. I could bring it back to Red Wage and we can make buildings out of it. We can make buildings out of sword, right? Ryland, your experience, I uh, hear your lumbering experience. Lumbering? Well, long... Well, you know, you're always lumbering around. <laughs> I notice you in the background just kind of going to and fro like a big gorilla. But in your uh, chopping experience, how long would it take to chop through a sword roughly 11,000 stories tall? Well, if you do the math, a tree that's approximately 1,000 times smaller than this would take me probably two to three chops. So if you scale that up, I think I could probably fell this big sword in five to seven chops, maybe? Well, I wonder why no one's even considered this, this option for sword removal. I think everyone's too scared to cut down big swords. That's what I've always been since I was a boy. I mean, I feel like, okay, so I feel like this has been a very productive call here. Uh, and we're just going to send Riley over to the giant sword immediately. Uh-huh. Chop down this giant sword. You know, it's Riley does... I have to commend you, sir, for the bravery. Most teams that I've seen that have been deployed to the big sword, they really only go for three to four, but it's really just that extra chop that could have made the difference all this time. I mean, like, I get that axes are expensive, but, you know, if you just really put your, your springs and coils into it, you can down that sucker in five to seven hits. Well, we, we've got a lot of, uh, we've solved one problem. Dr. Scott, uh, what's going on in, with your research team in Dalaran U? 
What, what new developments are coming out of the floating city? Well, I will say one of the more interesting occurrences that we've observed in our um, most recent research is that, you know, in particular in the Stormhine region, the, the Murloc population has actually been dwindling, guys. It's like they're actually on the, if you believe it or not, Murlocs on the verge of endangerment within this this uh, sector because, you know, I've heard that like some adventurers have been traveling here for their mythic plus dungeons. I'm not quite sure what that is, but apparently this area is in rotation now, and those Murlocs, you know, like if there's a new invasive species, they will attack it. So they're just trying to defend their. Their territory here and these these adventures just are showing them no mercy you know now this was interesting now i'm no stranger to murlocs that live all over red ridge mountains and what i've been saying for the past 35 years is we need a murloc cullen now i'm not saying i we should kill the ones that we have but maybe since you've already killed them for us adventurers we could send the ones from red ridge to go fill in and restabilize that population. We went beyond to another thing here. Like my my, my adventure team, I mean my, my team my team of students, we can you know make a trip over to Red Ridge, just like scoop up a few Murlocs, bring them over to Stormheim. I think we can repopulate this zone. It's quite unprofessional of me for a man in my uh, line of work, but I'd be very happy to watch those scaly, disgusting bastards all flop over and die with a sword in their chest. One of those big red ones ate my daughter, Betty Sue, and you know how how upset that made me? How, how, how much it smarted? That girl was alive for 4,800 years, and she got eaten up by a big frog. I say, I say, I am so sorry for your loss. Let me, I had never expressed my condolences you do, to you. You're doing a foghorn leghorn now? I, I, I say, I say, I say, I hope you are doing all right inside your spirit. I'm broken. I'm, I'm, I'm literally turning into a broken. A comet came by my house the other day for the initiation. It was fucked up. You know, I've been thinking about that. Now, I understand that Draenei are not animals like we are, you know, talking about. But can the Draenei breed with the Broken? Are those two sexes compatible? Have you fucked a comma? Well, he was voted sexiest NPC of the week at least twice. I often... Think about what life would be like if I chose a a big, strong shaman like him instead of my lovely wife, Bethany. But then I just put those impure thoughts on the shelf. Bethany and I have a good thing going here. This, waking up next to her and drinking a black cup of coffee is the all the adventure I need. But also, yes, we can get down with the Wiggly Boys. Nice. It is P-nice. Uh, okay. I think, I think you also may know something about this one, Mr. Bethany. Which is funny because that's your wife, so you'd be Mr. Bethany. I believe Bethany. that's my wife's no, name. I believe Bethany. you are besmirching no, me. He's like Mrs. I did Mr. Not, I have not said my name in a little while, but my name definitely is Edward Grimble. Sp spouse of Bethany, Mr. Bethany. You know, you, you get what I'm saying? Do you understand? 
That's more than fair. She is the light of my life. I'm willing to be her plus one. You were recent. Have you ever picked flowers before, sir? Huh? Are you a flower picker? Ever done this before as a career, maybe? Whoa, 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 whoa. We, that, that's very disrespectful. That is a whole profession. To refer to them in such a derogatory way on this air show. I am putting my foot down here. That, that's, that's unprofessional yeah, that's, and quite that's frankly a rude. fucked up. Do, do, do you call do you call miners uh, axe wavers? No, I, that's me. Do you me, call I'm, skinners I'm ni- knife wigglers? Come on. Yes, I have engaged in the beautiful age-old art form known as herbalism. Have you considered how many flowers you're picking per minute? Because we are quickly running out of resources, and it's due to these Damn flower pickers. Uh, I will say, I would not refer to them in quite that way, but, you know, these adventurers, they're causing a lot of problems on this planet. They just run around, kill whatever they want. They run around, pick all these flowers, or they uh, mine all these rocks, like everything. This planet is dying, and they do not care. That is why I and my team here at the Greater Elwyn County Stormwind City Protectorate Suggest a new cost-effective, cost-inducing way of collecting flowers. I'm saying you are assigned by your local city governor a specific flower that you are able to pick. You, After picking them, you will then wait around until that flower has naturally respawned. That way we can ensure we are not picking too many flowers per adventurer. It might take a little longer, but I think our good friend Azeroth will thank us for it. I think this is a grand idea. We just have to be sure that we define flowers and that the definition of flowers cannot be applied to trees. Because you will not limit how many trees I cut down in the day I tell you what we need these logs. Your mama. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That was that. Bethany phoned in again on the old rotary. She told me to try some of this new Zoomer humor, and it just, it, it's that's not as good as ecological jokes. Do you guys think that this big rat in Stormwind is the ecological disaster? <laughs> How did that rat get so big? I think that rat actually consumed the rest of the Stormwind ecosystem somehow. You know, we've been looking into large rat in the Dwarven District. We're all too scared to go near him. I'd love to interview the man, you know, maybe collect droppings, analyze his eating patterns. But he's so big and uh, spooky that we've all just kind of let him be. Well, I would be worried for your personal safety if you were to invite that giant rat onto this, uh, this air show, though. I think it might actually consume you. I was just going to say, I've seen it do bloodshed with my own eyes. Me and Bert had to go out there for a catch and release job, and it turns out it was that giant rat. And you know what? Bert's dead. I ran away. Bert's not alive anymore. You know, all I'm saying is you don't see too many people out and about on the streets of the Dwarven District, do you? They know better. No, you do not. But you do see Big Rat. Well, this has certainly been food for thought. Uh, gentlemen, 
my boss just called on the old rotary here. He said that my program is going to be canceled soon. But before we get off the air here, do you have any more, uh, any, any more topics you'd like to discuss? Uh, I think we should talk about your smoking hot wife, Bethany. Oh dear, that's, Beth, the Bethany is love of my life, candle in my heart. I don't know if I appreciate you referring to her as such. She is very beautiful, but she is not to be ogled by your mechanical oh, eyes. Sorry, I think you misunderstood. In my, in my home world, smoking means very nice gal. It doesn't mean anything that you may have been associating it with, sir. Oh, it also probably means highly functional because, you know, you run on steam and cogs and things. Yes, the more smoke, the better. Well, I can tell you she's very functional. We did, she did birth a beautiful <laughs> daughter, 10 pounds, 11 inches. Uh, is that the dead one? Well, yes, sir. It is Betty Jo who was edited by a big talking frog thing. Thank you for reminding me. I was like, a, a frog? I thought it was a merlock. Okay, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> it, yes, it was a merlock. I'm sorry, Miriam and Webster. I just figured we'd define terms properly on this show. Well, if it makes you feel any better, those adventures probably, you know, at some point will kill that murloc. It makes me feel nothing. <laughs> this is Riley Redridge signing off. Um, this is uh, Dr. Scott Crowden signing off. And this is good old Edward Grimble. Of the treasurer of the Stormwind City and Greater Elwinian County Department of Natural Resources. I just got a hot call on the rotary here, but from Archie Mundy, I'm gonna go sacrifice everything to become an Eridar now. Catch you all on the flip-flop. Chop chop. Funding for episodes like this is brought to you directly from the community. We're talking about these fine folks. Friend of the pod, Tajurla. Fourth host of the podcast, Jamunky. Ahoy Vince, a.k.a. Nathanos killed himself to see Sylvanas and she won't even pick up the phone. Enslink slash Drag Race. Crucifix. Saracen Hawk. Adorno, Blablorn Blow. Gershom, who says she knows flesh light, but you're flesh late. Hoax, asking someone to say for the horde. I don't know who this someone is. Vanderlyle, who asks you to check out projecthope.org and support any of the worthwhile causes they're raising funds for. And of course, Will, aka Tyre, Trade Chat's fallen father, whatever that means. You can join them by going to patreon.com slash do not relent. We'll see you again soon.